Blog Talk Radio.
All right, all right. It is 8.04 on this foggy here in O-City Tuesday night, and I want to welcome you and yours to the radio show. Um, we are so welcome. I mean, we are so, so happy that you are joining us this evening, and we are so happy to welcome you this evening. We've got a great show from literally beginning to end, so I'm going to get um, the business out of the way quickly so that I can hush and get on to it. Um, we are an interactive show. If this is your first time here, or if you haven't been here in a while, a reminder, we do encourage you to give us a call at 929-477-2304. Um, we encourage your comments, your questions, your overall feedback is always welcome. If you are joining us on our live, I first want to say, hey, 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 we appreciate you uh, spending your Tuesday evening with us up close and personal. So always share, like, uh, laugh, love, cry, anger, whatever it is that you is, mad face, however you feel it, let us know um, so that we can share that with those listening on the phone. Um, if you want to share your comments, it, uh, 929-477-2304, press the number one to let us know you've got a comment, then listen for the last four digits of your phone number. I forgot to add that earlier. Um, I believe that is it. You guys know that we are a trio here over at Scoop Radio, so I am Sue Willis, and Wynn, how are you, bro? I am good. How you doing? I am wonderful, wonderful, ready to get in on this good topic. I caught up on the full interview today, so I'm ready. Kels, how are you? <laughs> yep. She's still talking to her live. She mutes mm-hmm. so she out. <laughs> They probably yeah, asked me where they can get the new Kirby Kitten shirt from. I ain't mad. Go on and get it. Y'all go on and ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> for you guys, uh, Kels will join us here in a moment, but uh, she is Kels Johnson, and she is the owner of Kel- uh, Kirby Kitten, and we are... Oh, no, there she is. <laughs> I was gonna intro you, girl. I had you. <laughs> she was gonna, she had you too. She had you, Kels. You could just let her ride too. <laughs> I did. I'm really over talking like why are they why is she talking that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't hear you, sugar. We couldn't hear you. <laughs> That's Kels, y'all. Yeah, we know how our night is gonna go. We know how we see how our night is gonna go tonight, which is always right. fun. Right. Right. Never fail. Hey, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna do a little something different. Um, this is usually the section that we reserve for the news to cover multiple things, but tonight we thought that this particular conversation was gonna be a one to take over this segment. So I'm gonna hush and let our uh resident news anchor in take yeah. over and get the topic. <laughs> What you got, bro? <laughs> All right. So if you have, unless you've been living under a rock for the last uh, week, um, you have heard or at least heard pieces of the interview on the Breakfast Club um, between the Breakfast Club team and Killer Mike, um, a.k.a. Michael Render. Um, so they covered a lot of different topics, um, but primarily the discussion was about um, – the uplifting of the black community. A lot of good meat, a lot of good juice that was given mm-hmm. in, uh, in that interview. 
Um, but there was a couple of a couple of things that we're gonna talk about tonight. So of course they talked about entrepreneurship. They talked about uh, private school versus public schools. They talked about marriage and relationships, um, giving back. They 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 pretty much hit the um, the full gambit of African of black culture. And so um, mm-hmm. so we were kind of talking about that, kind of just talking about what we thought about the conversation. As always, as Q said, we're an interactive show. Um, so if you have a comment or question, put it on your either one of our lives or call in to the nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press number one and give us your comment or question as well. So let's start with um, let's start with kind of what 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 the big the majority of the conversation well not majority but the, probably the 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 hottest of the hot part was the argument between. Uh, DJ Envy and Killer Mike about private schools versus public schools. So again, a little background. Uh, DJ Envy sends his kids to private schools. Killer Mike talked mm-hmm. about the need to send our kids to public schools um, as one of the reasons being that he believes that it helps to give um, our culture identity and knowing who they are and seeing uh, excellence and things like that. So those are some of the reasons that he he gave where DJ Envy's um, position was primarily schools uh, the quote was everybody wants to be a millionaire and these schools put your give your children the best opportunity to be whatever they want in life and to become millionaires of course Mike didn't agree with that that everybody wanted to be a millionaire um, but mm-hmm. that was the beginning of the back and forth so let me let's start there um Kels, I'm gonna kick it to you first. Tell me your thoughts first on the private school versus public school, especially this is your wheelhouse too. So um private school versus public school and kind of did you agree with Mike? Did you agree with Envy? Give me your 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 thoughts. Um, I agree more with, with Mike. I can understand what he was saying about I think he was trying to put more emphasis on it's it's the individual that will take, you know, your dreams of being a millionaire or not to another level. Um, it's not really based on the school system. And to me, his, his argument that people are feeding into these private schools, you're not giving back to the public schools where most of our children are. Mm-hmm. And when he was talking about, you know, uh, the predominantly black schools and being named after black leaders and things like that and how you learn to take pride in yourself at these types of schools versus going to a private school. And I think I had a um, a little personal experience about it because I know there was one, one of the arguments my dad had. He didn't allow me um, to to go to the private school, even though we were in a small town, and at a very young age, certain groups of kids would get into these advanced programs, and they would want you to go to these certain schools. And my dad wouldn't allow me to understand it until I got grown. So I definitely am more on the mic side of the argument. So I just think that it's very important for children to see other children that look like them to build mm-hmm. that confidence early on. Um, I was raised 
I didn't go to school with other I didn't go to school with predominantly black people, black children until I was in the eighth grade. I was in a rainbow of children up until that point. And I was also in a in a school that nurtured all of us within that environment. Um now that I'm grown and somewhat woke, I I can look back at the time where I probably fell into that range where I didn't see color. I was one of those people who thought that was something to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see color. I want everybody to be who they are, that type of thing. So growing up, that wasn't really an issue for me until I actually started to go to school with other brown kids. Um, Did I actually feel different? So that was my experience. Now that I have children, they're in a, it's, it's not, all black, but it's definitely not mostly white. It's a multi, it's a mixed school, but there are definitely more minorities there than anything else. And their experience is still different um, than what I think Mike and Envy were talking about. I think this debate is different for them because they have a different type of public school at their disposal than we do. Um, so our our here in Oklahoma, I don't know what Chicago specifically is like, but I know here in Oklahoma. As a parent, our public versus private, charter versus public, those situations are kind of uh, different than even the types of examples that he gave us as far as the aviation and things like that. And in, in these predominantly black schools, we don't have that, you know. So I think it's a, it's a it's a beautiful idea, and if you can seek out those places that nurture that, those spaces that nurture that in your children, then absolutely. Um, but I also think you have to also be aware of your surroundings and then seek out those spaces that are going to position your kids best based on what you can provide. Um, so I think that's that other side of that. So yeah. do you think – go ahead, Kevin, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. I was just... Do you think that – and I, so my, my when I listened to it, my initial thought was – to put it in my context, obviously, and in my context, you all know I well. You, yeah, most I think you guys know. From mm-hmm. fourth grade to first semester of freshman, yeah, first of my freshman year, I was in well, really from fourth grade to eighth grade, I was pretty much in an almost, not completely, but an almost all white school um, mm-hmm. in our neighborhood that we lived in. For most of those years, my family was the only black family there. And so um, I get the, because those are such formidable, formidable years, I get what Mike is saying in terms of wanting to be around people and wanting to be around a certain level of excellence. I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I also agree that you want to be around your own people because having other people like you helps you to um, uh, uh, to kind of form who you are, positive reinforcement, positive opinions. But I also think that for me, most of that came from my family, um, from my mm-hmm. home life, and not mm-hmm. necessarily from what I got at school. Because at school, when certain kids, not all, not a lot of them, but when certain kids would get mad at me or they wanted to get under my skin, I was a nigga. Mm-hmm. And they would mm-hmm. call me. And they would say it to my face, you stupid nigga. Um, I would, I had my house um, toilet papered. Um, we had 
you know, eggs thrown through our, you know, my house eggs. Um, and I, you know, we had windows broken at my house, you know, because we were the only black family there. I had people who refused to pick me on baseball team because they didn't want the black kid on their team, period. So I, I get that. Um, but I also didn't have to balance that with the fact that when I look at a city like Chicago, where the predominant schools, um, Chicago public school system, uh, um, a lot of our schools are so underfunded and you have such poor um, resources that you don't want your children in that area, in those, in those schools. And if you have an opportunity to not have them in those schools, even if those are the places where um, children are, or excuse me, where our children are, that it's like, look, I just, I don't want my child, I need my child to be safe. I need my child to be in a place where they can learn. And I, and, and I think that's, I think part of the real problem is how do we get our schools to a place where they don't look like that, where our, where we don't have mold growing up the wall and mushrooms growing through the floor and, you know, where there's good textbooks and, you know, and we empower children. I think that's the, the overall arching bigger question that needs to be answered because if we don't do that as a community, hell, it don't matter. Like yep. we can't send we can't I think that I don't to me he his argument was not talking about schools that were of course the school that's run down or you know is not effective that mm-hmm. we just can't allow because the students look like us. I think he's just saying if you have why yeah. why not choose a school if you have a school that meets all the requirements versus just a private school just because of the name or just because of the prestige. Right, and he did at the end say that, but I think part of what was lost in that is is that is that the major from the majority of people, which is what he said, for the average person, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Like the option is you go to where um, what's in your district, or you go to you know the school that's closest to you, and if you live mm-hmm. in certain neighborhoods. Um, again, I'm just looking in, in the context of like Chicago, the places that I've lived, you know, um, and that I've experienced. The trend is typically, obviously, the lower the socioeconomic neighborhood, the worse the school is. And that's not, again, not to say, because the what's interesting is, in retrospect, when I was in fourth to eighth grade, the neighborhood I lived in, even though it was pretty much predominantly white, those were not wealthy people. Like, yeah. these were from a, a, a income stat, uh, status place would be considered lower middle class families but the but the school system was didn't you wouldn't have known that like you you know in retrospect you thinking how you going to think you know how you going to be bougie and you ain't got no money but anyway that's a different topic so i think that's the the pretty interesting part um that it wasn't even so much a socioeconomic thing in that neighborhood. So. so I do agree with you. I'm sorry, I was responding to a to a live. Um so I apologize if I repeat a little bit of what you just said. <laughs> um I, I do I do think that we do have to um seek out those places that 
are in our areas. But I also think to our, I have to wonder, what are we? How are we as parents or advocates going to be able to? How much? And maybe this is a question for you. How much voice do we have in the programs and curriculums and things like that that are provided to these types of schools, to our public schools, um, versus those that are private? Because I know growing up in our area that there were certain programs that flat out did not come to our school unless our our counselor or one of us heard of someone else that was involved in it and say, hey, can you find this application and get involved? And that's how I met Asa, because I a friend of my, my cousin had heard about something at an old school that I was at and said, hey, we're doing this, do you guys have this? Like, how, how can you advocate to bring those types of programs to these schools besides waiting on, say, the Board of Education or things like that? Kelsey, I mean, that yeah, just to, I, I don't know if a lot of people realize that's where your administration comes into play. So mm-hmm. when parents aren't involved in um, the right teachers that can lead to the right principal, that leads to the superintendent of schools, um, that kind of thing, all of that ties into what type of school that school is going to be. If you mm-hmm. move away from those neighborhoods, you're not paying into that that right. area, so you're not the school's not going to get that money, so they're not going to be able to pay for, um, you know, the right type of teacher that you're looking for. So some areas are just are just detrimental, or some schools don't have those all of the programs because of simply, you know, the area that they're in. But we can have more say so in that type of stuff if parents are more involved, right back in the day in the PTAs, and if there was a bad teacher, get that teacher out of there. If there was more, you know, people that wanted to step up and be principals and superintendents on the school board, like, we can be on the school board now. You know what I mean? So, we can we can really help change that. Like, it's tangible. And I, you know, I agree. And I think the other part, Ken, to add to your point is a lot of that is based on um, tax revenue. So, if we have more profitable businesses in our community, then that tax revenue tax revenue helps fund the community. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why why I think even the point of the, the part of the discussion about entrepreneurship was so important because if you're going to the the more businesses you have, the more tax revenue that you have in a community, that's what's going to help get your schools more money. So when you see neighborhood when we see neighborhoods where it seems like all of the businesses are leaving, you gotta think that all of the the local tax dollars that, that business generates is leaving with it. And so we gotta remember that too, that if we don't replace that, then it's only gonna make um it's only gonna make it worse. Kelsey, you got comments on your live? Oh it's so much. I mean Go ahead. Uh, if we gotta go over and y'all, if we gotta go over a few minutes, it's okay. It's not we we, yeah, we all right. We okay. Uh let's see. Uh Mr this name is so long, but Mr. Bell, I'm gonna call you Mr. Bell. Uh I'll be he was mentioning how you gotta, yeah, how you how you gotta be an advocate, PTA meetings, dues, local education, bond hearings, um uh, Tate uh, is agreeing with you about uh, we need to support businesses in our own areas. 
Oh, and then even doing more research when it comes to like school board elections and things like that. Uh, I I know growing up, and I was in a predominantly white town, but um, some of you know my dad's best friend, like a twin father to me, passed away, and he was a super advocate of education. And he came to our town that was predominantly white and changed the black culture through education. So that's hmm. what I've witnessed. It can be done. Like it went from almost every black person from liberal going to college or at least thinking about it versus none. People became active. People got involved, and it was all through education. So it could be done. You could turn a community around through education. So um, I think you got some comments. Um, D was my cousin. D Dinwiddie was actually agreeing with you. He says yes. The parents collectively have a lot of power, and they need to fund the schools. Amen, Kel. And I have a follow-up question to that because when you mentioned that the businesses in the area help to fund the schools, the taxes from the businesses in those areas. Is that, <clears throat> is that specific to brick-and-mortar businesses? So do we need to be geared toward more, opening more brick-and-mortar businesses, possibly collaborating with like minds and having physical stores to generate property taxes and things like that for more revenue? Yes. Or are the small sales taxes that we pay on our e-commerce businesses, because everybody has a dot-com, you know, are those dropping anything in the bucket? Because that could be no. a shift. Everyone wants, you know what I mean? <laughs> Kel says no, period. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, like, No, brick and mortar. Brick and mortar is yeah. the way you have to, brick and mortar is the way to do it because not only are you paying those property taxes, you're paying, you're paying water that's usually part of that community. You may be paying, you know, some other utilities that are city, city taxes and local taxes. So, yes, brick and mortar does help more than e-commerce, because I'm not sure if any of the e-commerce, you know, where would that money even fall? Even go, yeah. yeah. I've well, that myself. Most of it, well, it depends on the state. Well, because mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, don't you have to register your e-commerce business in the with the county, and then, yeah, don't you, with the county, or with the state? In the county? The state. You register with, but if you don't charge taxes on things, you don't have to pay it. Right. So if, you don't, if you don't report that you're charging taxes then it's, it's based on your own recognizance so right so if, if you if you if your e-commerce business is charging like uh sales tax or whatever and at the end of the year when you do your taxes you count it then mm-hmm. then that would but if not which mm-hmm. most probably don't yeah good question the sales tax is based on what county you live in so right. yes, if you're reporting that you're charging sales tax, like what, like with Avon, yeah, I know I said mm-hmm. Avon too. As right, a right. tax, I have been in the depending on where I'm living. So yes, and it's not, but that's still it's not a brick and mortar, and it's not e-commerce, but it's tax that I know I'm charging on everything, and it, that is reported to, you know, where I'm living. Right. Mm-hmm. But okay. brick and mortar is <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Good question. So let me. Okay. So next part. So we also had another part of that discussion um, that was that I think everybody um, was excited about. Uh, Killer Mike makes this made the statement or tells the story about how he wanted to. Um, he says he wanted to buy a new car, but he 
talked to a lady or something. I can't remember if it was a lady or a guy, but they were telling about a 10-unit building that cost $250,000 and they wanted cash. Um, and he says, he told his wife, and his wife says, well, I guess you're not getting that car. You buying this property. And, that t- and he says he, he took, he bought the property for two fifty, got it up to code, turned around and sold it for $650,000. And his, his, his point was, obviously you have to make sure you pick the, you know, pick the right person, pick the right partner who can um, help you make better decisions. Um, and so, yeah, so Q, what's your, what's your thing? I'm totally here for that. Um, you know, I, and I appreciated his transparency in this part of the interview because he owned his ability to be frivolous in spending and that his wife balanced him in that. Y'all know I'm always team balance. <laughs> and I thought that was really dope of him being a man's man and alpha and all of that to say, I know I messed up, but she brings that other side of me and showed me and was serious about that. Throughout that interview, he impressed upon everyone in that room how strong his wife was. It never diminished his strength, but he always said how strong she was. He didn't say that they were going to discuss that they were going to buy the You know you're not getting that building now, right? I mean, you know that car is out, right? Like, it was done at that point because that was better for them. And at that point, he knew to trust her judgment and go with that. And then it proved lucrative, like, almost immediately. He said all they needed to do was get it to the code, and they had already what was it doubled up like six hundred thousand dollars off of a like come on bro like it was an immediate, it was an immediate yeah like it was an immediate come up you know so it, to me that said much more than even that dollar amount that was put on that specific transaction that said a lot for picking the right person that can balance you and see your weaknesses and not exploit those because she could easily take advantage of that frivolousness that he has and then you would never hear from Killer Mike again. You know what I mean? We never know who he was because he'd be another rapper that could have been. But that type of full circle support I think is what's more needed. We've got to teach that young and begin to nurture that in the right ways young in our children and show them what that looks like so that that can be the norm for our kids. That shouldn't be extraordinary. That should be like that's what's up. That's good. Good job. That's good family right there. You know what I mean? Like, we should be like, what other decision would you have made? Why would you have bought the car? That should not shock us that, you know what I mean? He chose the building over the car. And, and I, I like to be directed that kind of kind of conversation. I, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, no, I just said the part that I thought. They said he hasn't sold that complex yet, or that unit yet. All right. Okay. Come on through then with the Korea. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yes, when he's done, done. Right. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think the other part of that, the other part of that, um, was that um he he opened that 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 section by talking about how when they met um he wasn't the type of man that he thought that you know that he had nothing and that she saw mm-hmm. you know she partnered with him when he wasn't who he is now yeah 
I thought that part was 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 dope. That not only did 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 she see something in him and helped him become that, but that he trusted her judgment and listened to her um, so that she so that she wouldn't she could do it. Oh shoot! Okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that, it, 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 it <laughs> not only for just the as a you know for them as a couple, but just that more of our successful you know uh, rappers, uh, famous celebrities, and all that that they need to be investing back into the community. Period. Like yeah. it's, it's time out for. All the shots mm-hmm. in the cars and all that. Because just think about how many people there are that are not even they're not even in within arms length of the top one percent, the real, the real wealth. So they're not even there yet. Why not go ahead and reach back and start getting some, you know, making some decisions that's going to build your empire that can spill over into your community. Yep. I think we attain what we consider success among our family and we get a certain level of our family or our our circle that we grow in, whether it be our communities, schools, whatever. We, when we feel we've made it past those points, we then say, okay, now I'm good to coach. Or our level up levels us out of our homeland areas. Um, so it's like I got to stunt on them by showing me to everybody else. <laughs> And we forget, yeah. you know, we'll never know where the, the, the roots of a person really come from. That's a really good point. We even see that when it comes to the conversation we have here about the East Side. You know what I mean? There's so many people yeah. who were born, raised, graduated, and are in Edmond. You know what I mean? Or way, way, their, their kids go to Edmond, they work in Edmond, they bought homes in Edmond, they got their businesses in Edmund, all those things. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the people, and then the, and they, they, <laughs> they will then market to, I'm Never. not gonna do it. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying. Like the consumers yeah, who won't buy the product inside of uh, which is us. Yeah, yes. you know, and, and it's just it's that's and then you become a part of the circle that we try to get out of. We become, you know, that 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 is what makes it hard for people to get the whole goal of entrepreneurship and giving back because you see where that opportunity has been given and missed. So we have to now now that we see that there's opportunity like. We really have to um, come together. Collaboration is key right now because mm-hmm. our, we can't position it solo. You know what I mean? Like solo success is not really. It should not be the goal. Solo success is not the goal. Don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, ugh. Ugh. I, I yeah. I just think, I think that I think again. I, it's it's very difficult because we're we're. Start a couple of years ago, and I'm gonna try to make this short. A couple of years ago, we tried to open a business in, um, in like the Ingle. We looking at opening a business in the Inglewood area, and mm-hmm. where uh, Chris just said this is better than the State of the Union. I agree. No, um, but <laughs> yes. um, we tried to open a business in Inglewood, and in the process, what we found out was that every business that had opened. Uh, wasn't successful, and it wasn't successful largely because a the people didn't have money, and b um, 
they were the looting and the, and the stealing. And so, mm-hmm. as a business owner, you want to make the decision to go where you can succeed. But at the same time, you also want to go, there's that thing of, I want to go where my people are and I want to go to support. So how do you sit in that, in that, the middle of those two spaces to do what's, you know, to try to be successful? Because you don't want to, you don't go into business to, to lose. Does everything have to be a for-profit company or does, is there, is there room to have a business that's for-profit and then provide an opportunity or a lane? for the opportunity to teach, to provide those spaces so people can further that wealth, that, that to make that, that minimum wage income grow, like resume workshops, things like that. Can you bring professionals in to help mentor certain groups of people that come in for services and things like that? I don't think we should always depend on the Boys and Girls Club, the the big names, services. <laughs> um, service agencies to do that. We can do that. We see the need. We know the need and we can pinpoint people who have the expertise to go in and do those things. We all we need in a lot of situations is a little bit of a little bit of coin, a little bit of patience and people to do the paperwork, get it together and boom, you've got a resource that can help bring awareness to your businesses as well as the people and give them something to give back to. Like it's that's the cycle I think we should start to create. Kels, how do you, you would you I know your team community service all day. I think you would I can pretty much think you can agree with that one. Yeah. I mean and there's ways to do that. I think a lot of people forget about that too, that you can, you know, you have your some non profits and things like that mm-hmm. that you can also put in those spaces that can be brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. <laughs> And um, I want to make this live comment uh, for Mr. Bell says there's a book on this concept of group economics in terms of giving back to increase your circle called the Go Giver. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's worth putting that plug out there. So everybody search the Go Giver, and let's get some more education going on group economics. So I know we talk about it all the time, but you know I think once you become either an entrepreneur or get to a place to where you have some type of wealth to give back, you don't really realize the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think <sighs> okay, I'm going to say, I think part of the, part of our part of our thing is that we've got to, is that in a lot of instances, <laughs> we're trying to do a lot too fast and and so I don't think we've ever had an issue. I don't think we ever have had an issue of idea. Like we're we're great players, we have great ideas. I think where we mess up a lot of times is in our execution of the idea. Mm-hmm. And and I say that to say that I think we need to spend some serious quality time trying to understand some of the other aspects of growing a business besides having a good product. Because yeah. part of our Part of our sustainability issue or part of our um, issue is that most of our business businesses are one person business, and that's in every community, so that's not to say that we're an exception that's just small business numbers, so I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that we got to start getting to the point where we're scaling businesses where we have more businesses that are making six and seven figures than opposed to those who are barely making a profit yeah and mm-hmm. 
And I think that's kind of, and then we can do what you were asking earlier, do more stuff to give back, you know, because it's very, you know, we can, I give back all day long, but if all I got is 34 cents in my account, I'm going to give yeah. you 34 If I got 30, you know, if I got 34 million, that, that puts us in a whole different position. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, ooh. Man, we yeah. like way over. Like, yeah, <laughs> topic time. Sorry, 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 Kels. Sorry. Mm. All right, let's go ahead and take a break real quick, and then we'll get into hot topic time, and then we'll uh, when we come back from hot topic. Yeah, we'll do hot topic. Um, and it's good, y'all. Like, don't don't after don't this song. It's song. Chill out, because this hot topic is gonna be good. <laughs> like, don't go yeah. nowhere. <laughs> We need a whole show for this discussion. But anyway, all right, yeah. this is a this is a new music uh tonight. This is yeah, this is a new song tonight that we're playing. It's called Like You Ready, uh by Ice Black featuring Superfly. Again, this is Like You Ready, um by Ice Black featuring Superfly. We'll be right back uh for hot topic to listen to the super. Yeah.
ready for this I'm feeling Girl, it's 1 a.m. And the mood is getting heavy Quit acting like you are If you're not This baby girl, it seems like you're By the way, I act. You dig with both these heads sentimentally. Make you say my name to you, yeah, unforgivingly. Grab you real close to me, watch choking you the third degree. Let you rock this long, watch your bounce perfectly. Give me all of you, girl, don't hold back, I'm trying to take your soul. Repair all of your heartbreak, a handyman that makes you whole. Watch me turn you out, that will make you shout. Daddy, let's pretend you are my nurse and I'm your patient, being nappy. Baby, check my heart. Like, like genuine, the nightcap I am giving you will have you going, going down your spine. shared the link um, to the post. So it, this is a repost that someone posted in the scoop. Shout out to, to Christina. I said, so last night my husband's phone rings at 1145-ish. The number is not saved in this phone, so I answer it. It turns out to be a female friend of his that I told him to cut off, which he did. She asked me, was he up, and would I wake him? I told her he wasn't, and he wasn't budging. She asked that I try again and have him call her back because she really needed his help. We hung up, and I rolled over and went to sleep. I told my husband about it this morning, and he asked what she wanted. I told him that she didn't say. She just noted that she just needed his help. He called her back, and it turned out that her car broke down on the interstate. She and her daughter were one exit up from ours, and AAA said that they wouldn't be able to get to her for over an hour. They ended up waiting three hours for AAA and didn't make it home until well after 3 a.m., so the poster asked, was I petty for not delivering the message? I know that was kind of long, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, hubby, friend girl called, and that's called. So we, uh, we assume he's not communicating with her. Uh, because of an emergency, he doesn't answer the phone. Wife does. She wouldn't tell wife what the emergency was, so wife didn't tell husband. Is that petty? I'm going to save my comment. So I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to go to Winford first, since you're the only man on <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about that? What would you think in that situation if your wife did tell you? What would I say to who? What I think? Well, first of all, what I think my wife was being petty, uh, probably a little bit, mm-hmm. but I would 
But I wouldn't blame her. Um, Because, A, there was a reason she asked me to end the relationship with her. Um, And so without knowing that, I can make an assumption, but whatever it was, it made her uncomfortable. So... So yeah, she was being a little petty because had it been somebody who she wasn't, she maybe didn't have a problem with, then she probably would. She might have told me. She most likely would have told me. Um, but I think what's more important than the fact of whether or not the woman was petty or not was the fact that if you in trouble and you stranded, say something. Exactly. Why didn't yeah. you say? Yeah. Why didn't you just say? Me and my daughter are stranded on the side of the road, and we go. And AAA is not going to be able to get to us for at least an hour. And then mm-hmm. after an hour, you didn't even call back. Like if when yeah. it got to hour, hour and a half, I'd be like, "Listen, I know last time I didn't tell you, but we are stranded mm-hmm. out here in the middle of the night. Can you please ask him yeah. to help us?" Like so, so either so yeah, she's petty, but you should have. Open your mouth and say something because that was the result of it. You got to understand. Plus, you know, he cut you off. So, you obviously mm-hmm. know that there was an issue. So, why, you know, hey, I know we're not, you know, you asked him to cut me off. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to start in trouble, but we're stuck out here on the road and I need some help. That's the only reason I'm calling. Like, I respect what you told him to do or whatever, but we need some help, and I couldn't think of anybody else to call, and we're one exit away from your house. Could y'all please come help? Or shoot, ask her. If you, yeah. come, you know, why not ask her help? Mm-hmm. If he can't come out, why don't you say, you know, whatever your name is, I forgot. Can, can you give us a ride or something? Mm-hmm. And what you think is, like, that now, I agree. There were... Tons of different ways that that scenario <clears throat> could have and should have gone. They could have had her home long before 3 a.m. Um, I commented on this post that if I were to answer my husband's phone, which I generally don't, um, I would have wanted to know more information. And her secrecy would not have motivated me to answer to wake him up at all. Um, <laughs> just being 100, I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wanted to wake my husband up either. Now, had that conversation ended, I probably still would have told him that, you know, after I answered the phone, this is what happened, and because I know my husband. If he would have found out later on that that was that situation with the woman and the baby, then my husband would have felt some type of way. Even though we've had this conversation about the chick and all this other stuff, the fact that they were there till 3 a.m. on the interstate exit would have bothered him, and probably would have bothered me as well. This is also not knowing why this wife asked her to in communication with Ogre. Um, but even if I would have woke him up, we, the two of us, would have gone to help them off the side of the road. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, I would have told her, don't you ever call another man's wife, another man's phone, knowing he has a woman or a wife, and be that damn secretive knowing you in this situation and you have your child here. You know what I'm saying? Because that in itself, the fact that that was the story the next morning leads me to believe that that could have been fabricated if that, you know, because that's after the fact when you didn't get a call back. Was that really the truth? I'm a mama. I've been stranded. 
with the child in the car. Honey, I'm giving you all the business. I'm telling you the last three days of where I've been, the last time I heard the car tick, and I think it could be that. I got some bad gas, but I think I ran it out. But I'm I'm not really sure it could be that. Oh, so can you please just come help us since this baby is back here and we getting cold now and I am out and I'm like, you getting way more information than you need to come get my ass off the side of the road. So that <clears throat> on the flip, even after I posted my comment and thought about this, as a wife, yeah, we would have had a different kind of conversation when we got your ass off the side of the road if there was a child. If there was no child with me and hubby got there, then there'd be a whole other type of conversation taking place on that there sideline. <laughs> so, you know, it would be, you know, cause you, you, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, I agree with when She was petty, but the woman had something else going on in addition to that. So that's why she sat there till 3 a.m., if she sat there till 3 a.m. Right. That was that was a... That was my thoughts on it too. That okay, you sitting there at three a.m. and then you won't tell them what's wrong. But I, to me, you won't have nobody else to call. That's, yeah, that's like, another problem right there. You don't have nobody else to call other than somebody you're not supposed to be having communication with or has cut you off. Like I don't believe that. You know, uh, for example, my one brother-in-law that lives in Lansing probably has to be the savior for half the town. But in the event that it's after 11, my sister not going for that. He ain't getting it, even if he was up. You ain't just going to have nobody after 11 that is somebody I told you not to talk to. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I just find it hard to that you don't have another soul on the planet to help you in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody and I about the, uh, <laughs> You know about being a front too, because if you if you were sitting on the side of the road and it's cold or something like that, and you got your child, like you said, you're gonna be a little bit more, you know. Or it's right with me going on. Yeah, that's what makes me think she lying. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't even see it as pity, but y'all know I'm that person that once <laughs> once I cut you off, you dead to me. So. <laughs> Your number gonna be blocked anyway. You're not even get through, honey. You're not even getting through. But yeah. uh, <laughs> go to a couple of comments on the actual post. Let's see. Um, sorry. Uh, the first <laughs> comment says, "No, she's not wrong at all. She has people A. They're not his responsibility." Um, so a couple people said, yeah, she uh, says, why couldn't the chick tell the wife the issue? Then her and her hubby was all still with them. That she wasn't petty. Um, he says, not at all. She, could, she, she, which I mean is the lady that's stranded, should have had more people to call. She was the one being petty, making that phone call, asking for someone else's hand. Uh, Desperate, maybe. I don't know if that part is. I don't know. We don't. It's a possibility. Let me say that. We all believe she was stranded. When I think the jury's decided. I, know, I, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> it, because you don't think. Because you don't believe she. That was her real motivation. That's no. why. But it's really. I mean, like I said. I, I know y'all spidey senses go are tingling right now. I know. <laughs> your, your wifey. Your wifey senses are tingling. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it don't make any sense to say to tell somebody you stranded and it's an emergency, but to tell somebody 
you can't tell them. What you uh, what emergency you keeping a secret? Like that's the right. Yeah. You can't be secret <laughs> and Andrew. those two things don't go <laughs> You are you kidnapped? Like what is happening? Like <laughs> what? I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> uh, when Will agrees with you, when you first answered this question, he, he did. He says he 100% agrees with your thought process on from the man's perspective. He's here for what you said. I'm gonna say, and you know what? You know what? Can I intro, let me introduce this to you? Did Did you have any other comments on that, Kel? Um, just uh, Tay said that it's the true emergency. She would have told her what the problem was. Is she if she's in trouble, she might call forty five to assist. So she gonna be calling everybody. To assist. <laughs> Look, what I was about to what I was about to tell is right too. What I was about to say is, um, as a if for any married man, he knows even if he thinks his wife is being petty, he's not gonna tell her. Mm, yeah, no. Not in like, that situation. Not in that situation. No, 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 He gonna he gonna look up and be like, "Well, all right. So what are we eating for breakfast?" And he gonna keep it moving because he does not want that smoke that comes with <laughs> with, with with trying to work. So she messed that up. <laughs> right. He don't want that, he want that breakfast. He he yeah. he want he want some he wants some peace in his home. Yep. He's not. He gonna, he's gonna, gonna have to answer why are you defending her. Why do you care if I was petty? <laughs> like, like all kinds of questions don't come up from that. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it don't seem like the husband was that. He was. I mean, she told him what happened. He's calling checks on it, but it doesn't seem like he was upset. Like, yeah, you know, he's smart. He ain't tripping. <laughs> he's smart. Her comment, she knew where it was rooted, which is how she made that post. She knew that it's the root of that. She was like, <laughs> let me find out. <laughs> right. Kel. I leave the that the woman calling was being petty, not the wife. Kels. Anybody who's yes, listening to this, who's, who, everybody who's listening to this, answer this question. Every woman, your husband gets visibly upset at you for not telling him that a woman who you don't want him talking to called late at night. <laughs> He gets visibly upset. How long he? How long is gonna be before he gets him from again? No, I mean, yeah, no, I'm saying that was that was that's why I don't even have no question about the post. I mean, I think he was just, you know, making a joke out of because he did get upset, and everybody knows if he was get upset, that would have been a whole nother post. Whole nother post. <laughs> whole other post. Yeah. Whole other post. <laughs> Can you believe he was on the on the getting upset about some blankety blank that look y'all I got the hand moving and everything and the yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah that no 
That would have been a woman or not. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. That would have been a high topic. That's why if I, I, don't, I don't have any male friends that I'm not friends with their spouses as well, but I just think if I did have a male friend and his spouse had a problem with me, I don't think I would have. I may miss him, but I don't. I wouldn't have a problem, you know, letting that friendship go. And his number will be removed from my phone. Like, why is why is her phone? Why is her number still coming through? That's the issue I had. I probably wouldn't still been mad that the phone that the phone call came. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it wasn't like, <laughs> it ain't blocked, right? Still able to call. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Like, why is this number not blocked? Andre says, but he's not calling to say hello, though. That convo is for help. <laughs> Andre's comment. He's basically saying he's not reaching out for communication with her. She calls him. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that would matter. Um, it matters. I mean, it wouldn't that's matter. You should that's why you block them. Because best believe. Cause you you I, them I, all I, if they still got access to your phone. Kels, y'all listen. Because yeah. y'all, y'all know good and well. At that, if she's posting something talking about some my Petty, I would guarantee that she also, after, the, after she hung up, first of mm-hmm. all, she probably didn't really try to wake the man up, number one. Number two, after she got on the phone with her, I guarantee she searched that man's phone to see if, if this was when the last time they talked. Mm. Now that he had that number, she got the number, yeah. Now that she the number, she done did a search. She done looked through text messages, Facebook, inbox, in, Instagram, DM, whatever Snapchat called. She done went through everything to find out when the last time they talked, now that she know the number. Guarantee it. Get on to it. So and she didn't look. tell the story about that I rolled over and went back to sleep. I, if she went this far, if she was so far as to tell him I don't want you talking to this chick, she ain't went back to no sleep. She ain't she ain't went right back to sleep. Especially if you've already unlocked the phone. I don't care Thank if you, you got Thank you. finger that, that sensor, whatever she got to do. She did a safety check. She did a she Thank did a safety check in. Yeah. Just Thank to make sure. Uh, yep. Said, uh, stop adding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving free game. I'm just giving free game because I need the fellas yeah. to know. Like, it, this is, it's not, mm-mm. she didn't go back to bed and be like, the Lord's going to take care of this. No. She, and he shouldn't have no, he shouldn't have no evidence in, in his phone if his wife is answering his phone. Like, I, I, I hope he have no stuff. In his phone, like Halima said, it would have been a video <laughs> and a victim. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I hope y'all listen to this, fellas. This is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was proud that the that the. That 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 was the end of the post. I was like, please don't tell me this man got upset. I was rooting for him. I wanted him. To <laughs> I wanted him to not have been upset. So, no, baby, I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> the difference is that the woman was petty, but she was well within her rights. <laughs> I think the majority of us have said that she was well within her to be petty, 
Um, so that will conclude our hot topic conversation for tonight. And remember, hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing. Curvy Kitten is more than clothing. It's a movement, a movement to realize that loving all of our curves, no matter what size, is the foundation for loving each other. Um, you can go to www.curvykittens.com to get your merchandise. Use code KKLOVE, that's capital K, capital K, L-U-V, for a 15% discount up until Valentine's Day. So that means y'all need to go today. Get this little mm-hmm. discount. <laughs> and yeah. let's see, do we have more, we have some more music? If Winfrey hit me with the gospel, y'all, we know it's a conspiracy. Did he hit me with the gospel? <laughs> it is. Oh, this might not be gospel because it's I'm gospel. When it says pop it like, I I think that's something else. Pop that, pop that baby like Beyonce. Beyonce. Pop that, pop that baby like you, Kim K. Kim K. Pop that, pop that baby just like Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. Pop that, pop that girl, Kim K. Kim K. Pop that,
pop that, pop that baby like you Kim K. Kim K. Pop that, pop that baby just like Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. Pop that, pop that girl Kiara Lachey. Dang, Pop that, pop that baby like Beyonce. Beyonce. Pop that, pop that baby like you Kim K. Kim K. Pop that, pop that baby just like Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. Pop that, pop that girl Kiara Lachey. Dang. Okay. <laughs> I like that little grand. That takes me back to my little there, grind days. <laughs> I'm here for I'm here for
it, it is one of those things that I get and I'm interested to think I'm interested in the responses that you guys have when put in perspective of long term singleness. Um yeah. so yeah. That being the preface of the conversation. I don't want us to go deep down the depressed rap hole of it. I want us to talk about yeah. the whole shebang. <laughs> All right. When what you got? Let's start with you this time. All right. So first I'm gonna address what you your 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 what your pre your statement. Okay. Here, so so Q, let me ask you this: How have you, if you went a week without your children, how would you feel? Oh, that oh, it hurts. It physically hurts. I'm not well. Um, about day four, it gets hard for me. Even if it's like a planned trip, and I'm happy that they're out enjoying themselves. I'm trying to get off the phone. Bye. Yeah. That is somewhat equivalent to what it's like to be single. Because though you know you need the break, or though you know there are benefits to being single in terms of you know you have to be responsible for another person, et cetera, et cetera. That good stuff that you miss is mm-hmm. the stuff that makes it difficult. Okay, I got you. That, I can see that. And as a as a person who's been married, who's divorced, for those who don't know, who's divorced after being married for nine, ten years, I that's why I laugh because I'm like, I remember when I was married, thinking, <laughs> well, them single people got it easy, and now I'm single. Like, Every Lord has my I can't, so that's why I laugh because I'm like, I understand that. I do. I get it. <laughs> I completely understand. Well, thank you for understanding that. My naivete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Um, but no, I, so I think I, I, I think the whole forever single thing is, is kind of is difficult because well, again, I think entering into marriage is. Um, not even culturally, just the fact that culturally it's difficult to to see benefits, but when you realize the complexity of what marriage is, it, it starts to say you start to think, you know, this ain't this ain't all that bad, you know, mm-hmm. on a personal mm-hmm. level. If I'm gonna be completely, I'm gonna be one hundred about it. I've I've often said. That if I had a different level or a different value system, meaning I didn't value um, the Christian covenant of marriage and what mm-hmm. that means, I would. And, and and when I say that, let me be clear. I mean, I do understand there is a difference between dating and marriage. I that I do understand why, you know, God wants us to wait to marriage to have sex. You know, I do understand. So, like outside of you know having those things, you can definitely even we talked about on the post have a lot of the benefits that you would get in marriage. But because of the way my my belief system is, that's that adds a totally different dimension of it. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, I. I have prepared to be for every single, so <laughs> my taste is a lot different on it. Um, 
I think one of the defense mechanisms and I mean, it's more than even a defense mechanism for me because I feel like there are people who, you know, I've met people, I've mentored people, I've had employees that have literally, you know, fell into a deep depression. I've had one who, I had a person, uh, employee leave, you know, walk out on the job after yeah. a breakup. You know, people put so much emphasis on being with somebody, and if the car doesn't work out that you that you're not with somebody, I just think we put a lot of pressure on that that may not be needed. It's not needed all the time. Yeah. If you are, and coming from and coming from parents who I've only known to be married, you know, yeah. my parents have been married be 53 years in April, and I enjoy family. I have a large family. I enjoy it. I, but at the same time, I feel like I don't dwell on anything negative about being single as far as being mm-hmm. single, you know, the act of being single. My problem with being single is the flip side of it. I know people want to take it to the dark side, but it is the dark side of being single, which is... No, no, we can do it. I just don't want to dwell there. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I, you know, my yeah. problem with is simply thinking that there's no one out there that's your, you know, that's your match, your, or that you've lost your uh, soulmate, mm-hmm. you know. So, to me, that is still not enough to make me put a, put the fact of being with somebody at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Of life, like yeah. I feel like it has to be like you know it has to be something that just puts me, it has to be somebody I really just feel for something to push me into back into that space of oh my gosh I need a relationship. So Kels, let me let me let me can I ask, let me ask this question, Kels. So do you mm-hmm. think that sometimes that that thought line of thought that you just had about um. It have you know about it has to be somebody really good. I'm paraphrasing what you're saying for you to fall for. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that a part of the protection mechanism, or is that a part of is that a standard? Is that your are you articulating that you have high standards for whomever you if you choose to get married, or both? I guess I did not even really think about it that deep as far as marriage. I just feel like after being disappointed and not having a long-term relationship for so long that you just feel like it'll have to really be an act of God or it has to be something, you know, really spectacular, spectacular or really special to get back to to that type of place. You know what I mean? Like it's just when you become so used to not having so you to being single, like it just seems like it would be really awkward to not be single. It's not something that that's I think true. it happens to most. And that's real. Yeah. I, I could definitely feel you on that part in terms of. I mean, I and yeah, I still sometimes struggle with the whole changing my life again for uh, for a person. Not that I'm not willing to do it, but there are I do recognize that I I have selfish moments where it's like, no, nah, bro, you can't do this. You know, you have to 
If you go and be married, then you can't do that. You can't go and, you know, run across, run the streets like you used to. You can't do, you know, this, that, you know. So I, I, I do have my selfish moments where I realize that if I was married, I couldn't do this. However, the the desire for deep partnership to me outweighs that. And again, you're talking about somebody, you know, knowing my my scenario. That's me. But I've had that. So I have that to lean on. So I, I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's um, interesting. Uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that in listening to the both of you and seeing that you, like Kel's mentioned, that all you've ever really seen modeled for you has been marriage. And on the flip of that, you see the value of a marriage, but don't necessarily place it as a priority right now for your life. Um, On the flip of that, when this is a priority, you do want to be with someone, and that is the path that you want to go down. You just are not there yet. On the radio earlier this morning, there was a there was a little, I guess they were getting ready to go into a segment where they were talking about how Valentine's Day, love, companionship, couples them in itself is not nearly as sexy as it used to be. Whereas Valentine's, although we still spend tons of money on it, the whole ideal of being in a couple, whether it be married or otherwise, is just not as appealing as it used to be. And I wonder if how we've changed from generation to generation you know, that shift has started to kind of ingrain in just how we do life. Like with us, because we were, we came up in that get married, but still marry someone who makes you feel alive and you can still be who you're, you, who you need to be with. Like that's kind of what we were brought up under. You know what I mean? Find someone that you can go and enjoy life with and live your best life and all that kind of stuff. These kids now are growing up under the guise, or these young people now are, I don't even know who I am yet. So I absolutely don't have time to really invest a lot of time in figuring you out just yet. So that is so far on their spectrum. They just want to have fun. They're group dating and all kinds of stuff. So I think it's just interesting to hear even the two of you speak about that and the differences and then compared to what that article or that segment was talking about on the radio this morning. I don't know if this would even be a topic 10 years from now. I guess is what I'm trying to nutshell. Right. And then I think because there's so many people that are born into older age that haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, one of my, me and another, and one of my sisters, this, oh, you know, my siblings are a lot older than me. Um, she's, she was in a long-term relationship, like a 15-year relationship, but she still wasn't married. And she's, you know, single now. And so mm-hmm. hearing her complaints and, you know, us complaining together and things like that, I just, you know, I always want to snap out of it like, don't think about it. Like, it's, you know, what? don't make yourself sad about that because what if it, what if it doesn't come? We never talk about that. What if, your, what if your love doesn't come? There's plenty of people out here who've never been married, who don't have children, that Die without being married or having children. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it's anything wrong, and I agree with you because I don't think that. I mean that a person should be miserable or should feel like mm-hmm. something is wrong if they never get married and never have children. I don't think that at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think that if you, I think what I want. To, I don't want people to feel miserable for wanting it. 
and I don't want people to feel miserable for not wanting. Like, if you and your heart's desire, your heart's desire is not to be married, and you want to be forever single, cool. My, mm-hmm. I get concerned when people say, I want to be single forever, and it's really just, it's just really them saying, I don't think that there's anybody out there who would really love me the way I want to be loved. So I'm resigning to the fact that I'm or to the idea of being single forever. That's what I what can yeah. yeah. Um, because then that changes a lot of you know how we do things, and, and that's why I asked you the question I asked you earlier. Was that a standard thing or was that a because if it's just a matter of standards, then I think you know I would say keep them high. Like the man who's supposed to love you is going to will meet your standard, but if it's a resignation issue, then that's a totally different discussion, you know. So I think I think we got we can't we should never make people feel bad or people should not feel bad if they don't get married or don't want to get married. But but at the same time, if it's something you desire, don't feel bad about it. Like if marriage yeah. is something you desire. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and Helene is having a whole girl talk session on the live. And talking about <laughs> waiting on their mate and, and living their best life until he comes along. And I don't know, you know, I understand what you're saying, when, but I guess to me, just the reality of it is, I mean, that's your plan B. Like, to me, I don't, you have to have some type of, um, shell, for lack of a better word. To shield mm-hmm. you from those feelings, if you, you know what I mean? Like I said, if it doesn't come along. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it necessarily has. Oh, the feelings be, of being, I mean, the feelings of being let down. Right. I don't think it should necessarily be a negative um, that you just have that plan B. Like, I have my plan B. I'm like, if mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I'll be 40 in three months. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to, I know I'm not supposed to have no five kids in basketball team like I thought I was supposed to have. When yeah, I was yeah. 17. Like, I, I you have you. to be realistic. So, if I can't, you know, if that, if my fairy tale didn't come in that way, then my plan B is I'll just adopt some kids and change some lives, and I feel like they would give me the same fulfillment instead of, you know, the traditional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, 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 people yeah. say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm okay for now, or I'm waiting on him. You know how you know how many people have told me or how many how many have prophesied to me and how many people have pulled me to the side and told me, Oh, this is gonna be your year. seven, whatever, women for every one man, it doesn't make have getting into relationships and being, you know, and and finding out that it's not a relationship that's good for you. It doesn't make, you know, somebody breaking up with you or, you know, getting dumped or anything like that. Like, those are all still things that I have to, that, you know, that I or other men have to deal with, or just it's the wrong fit or whatever. So, it doesn't make it any easy either. So, I, I get 
wanting to have a shell that says I'm going to protect myself in the case of hurt. However, again, I have to go back to, for me, sometimes that shell makes me not take risks or approach um, or stay, you know, I, I was single, I stayed single for almost two years for that very, one of the very, one of the reasons, because I didn't want to get hurt because I was, you know, I wasn't ready for it. I wanted to be perfect before I could approach her and all of that stuff. Um, I was a mm-hmm. part and I was afraid. So it was like, no, let's, if you're going to get hurt, you just go get hurt. And, you know, in my mind, I had to come to the conclusion that just like you recovered the last time, it, it took you, it took yeah. you, upset, but you'll recover, but don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't stop trying. Don't stop loving. Don't stop being, this is how to tell myself, don't stop being yourself and loving yourself and to your point and living as best as I can and going after my dreams and trying to build my business and, you know, going back to school, don't stop doing that. But whoever she is on the road to doing, becoming your best you and to your purpose and destiny, she'll either appear or yeah, if I'm single for the rest of my life, Lord help us all. Oh God, don't do it to me. But if it is, I'm okay. We're gonna Keep your eyes 
How are you, sugar? Mother Maybelline, how are you? <laughs> you said often play, and I'm going to come on and say, it's another day journey, and I'm glad. I thought we was in church, girl. Let me keep it going. Yes. Sing your song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, she said, I'm playing. Let me have it up and make sure. And we want what they say on uh, coming to America. We we don't mind the kind of jingles, but we prefer the kind of folk. <laughs> 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 Let me if you found some mother Maybelline offering play, do me a favor, honey. Don't give me no Chuck E. Cheese tokens, okay? <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. You know how you thinking them Chuck E. Cheese tokens is real money sometimes. It ain't for real, sugar. <laughs> how y'all doing tonight? Scoop Radio Show and Scoop Nation. Doing well, honey. Well, wait a minute. Why'd I look at my phone like I was expecting the crowd to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed an answer, y'all. I truly needed an answer. <laughs> Q, thank you for introducing me, baby. You always do such a good job. I'm telling you what. And that well, song, ironically, that song, Keep On Smiling. I was just smiling all in the room. I was like, come on in the room, y'all. Keep okay. on smiling. Hey. <laughs> you better. You better keep smiling. I ain't trying to be funny. There's some mean folk out here ain't smiling, honey. They looking bad. They, they, they complexion is off. They got wrinkles all in their forehead and around their lips and everything else. Smile, sugar. It's going to make you look better. It's going to make you look better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Curly, Curly Kells. We're at Kells Curly today. Where you at, Curly Kitten? Yes, I am wavy today, and I am here. Are you wavy? I didn't get a chance to scroll by your page to see if you were being fast today. I didn't look today. You <laughs> You've been fast lately. I'm going to find out why. Mm. <laughs> yes. When I heard her telling you something about y'all going to go to the bingo hall together, I thought, mm-hmm, she ain't going to be available. Exactly. She's trying to fool us, brother Winfrey. We're going to find out, though. We sure going to find out. Girl, it's good to just be in the atmosphere. And Bishop Burns, how you doing tonight? I'm well in yourself, Mother. I am doing wonderful. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you on the air. I really enjoy following your father on Facebook because he, he gives you quite a hard time. I love it. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I realized yes, the other day, you know, this is one of my pleasures on Facebook. He is a funny, <laughs> funny, funny gentleman. He really is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> I thought it was you. You, you. you inherited that. I saw the post yeah. the other day with your son, Trey. And your daddy said, ask Trey if he want to borrow my teeth. Child, my I fell teeth. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ain't got no I fell out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna give a shout out to Senior Bishop Burns today. That's why you who you are because of the, the original. We're gonna give a shout out to the original. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go on in here. I got some folks coming on up in the room on my live. Come on up in here. If you are new. You are uh, watching a segment of the Scoop Radio Show. It is every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is a conglomerate of Global Drive Network trying to change a generation through conversation. What does that mean? Sometimes we just need to talk it out. You know, we just need to talk it out, talk it through, 
have discussions about things that are happening in the world today so that we can start making some moves to make some improvements. If you don't talk about it and come to a consensus, you can't fix it, okay? Now, we got uh, our host, Q Willis, Kells Johnson, and Winfrey Burns, and I am the Mother Maybelline. If you have not seen me before, honey, you're going to get hooked. You go right on over to my page, Maybelline, and check out all my little shenanigans. I, I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, uh, it, it's kind of like going to your grandma's house. I'm going to tell you how I feel, tell you the truth. It's going to hurt your feelings. But if you talk noise, talk under your breath, honey, because I don't play with kids, okay? <laughs> I don't play with kids. So if you don't like what I got to say, honey, don't type it on my news feed or on my video or nothing unless you unless you want me to go back in on you. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Y'all come on in. Mother Maybelline, I love to drop some wisdom with some fun and just some real talk. So tonight we're talking about what was that? And, you know, it's so funny, Winfrey, because when I hopped on on the end, I heard you talking about loving yourself. So I, I think it's divine that the topic that I had tonight kind of fell in line with what y'all was talking about. I had no idea. So mm-hmm. tonight we are talking about self-love or sabotage. You got to choose wisely. Self-love or sabotage. We already know what self-love is, don't we? I mean, I think we do. Let me just break it down in case you don't. Self-love, sometimes we talk about, uh, oh, Lord, somebody said real talk. I'm sick of lying preachers, Maybelline. Well, all right then. (laughs) (laughs) Child, my my life is hot tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Liz. Anyway. Well, we will talk about that. They must be self-sabotaging. So I got distracted when I read that, y'all. Y'all know I'm, I'm silly. Now, <laughs> self-love or sabotage. You know, oftentimes people will make you feel like loving yourself is a bad thing. People will try to make you feel guilty about the love that you have for yourself. Now, let me be very, 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 very clear for those of you that are confused. See, there's a difference in self-love and being selfish. Let's just clarify that. There's a difference in loving yourself and being selfish. But self-love is not a narcissistic trait. You can actually be a humble person and love yourself, and you shouldn't have to feel bad about it, right? So, so, so when we are loving ourselves, we're talking about things like uh, self-care. You're eating right. Um, you're talking positive to yourself. You're keeping yourself uplifted. Um, you're getting better sleeping habits and exercise. That's self-love because we only get one body and one mind, and we want it to last for quite some time, do we not? I think you, I saw on your video the other day, uh, or on your page, you put a post of a, a lunch that you took, and it looked like you took some care into what you put in there because you were thinking about your body, unless unless you just was on that whim. Am I right? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's what I was doing. So you were right. You had all your pretty greens and your meat. So basically, you were thinking about taking care of your body, and it mattered to you what you put into it. Self-love is a good thing. Now, let me tell you this. We talked about it's a thin line between love and hate. I'm going to tell you. It's a thin, thin line between self-love and self-sabotage. A very thin line, y'all, between self-love and self-sabotage. Well, you might say, well, mother... How do I know the difference when I'm loving myself and when I'm sabotaging myself? I'll tell you when you know the difference. When it begins to create a problem in your life. When it begins to cause you to lose sight of your goals and your objectives. 
What do I mean about that? See, sometimes we are indulging in things, saying, well, I'm just showing myself some love. I need to blow off some steam. But sometimes your overindulgence in the things that you are calling yourself doing in the name of love, you're really sabotaging yourself. Do I need to break it down a little further so we can really get a good example? Let's talk about some of you out there that maybe you call yourself, I don't know, maybe you had a bad breakup or maybe you're divorced or maybe you're just stressed, okay, newly divorced. Whatever the case may be, you might decide to go out and meet Johnny or Sally or Susie or whoever, and I ain't hating on nobody in what you do with your cookie job. But what I am saying is sometimes we self-medicate ourselves with sex and drugs and alcohol and different things to make ourselves feel better. And you might feel like, you know what, I ain't been out in a long time. I've been in this bad relationship or at this bad job or whatever it is that you went through. I'm going to show myself a little bit of love. I'm going to go out and have me a ladies' night tonight. I'm going to go out with the fellas tonight, maybe to the wherever you're going to go, okay? And you might feel like you're just showing yourself a little bit of love and blowing off some steam. See, that's one thing to go off and have a good time. But what happens when that Friday night is over and a couple of days later you get a funny feeling and you call yourself reaching for that alcohol bottle or for that sex buddy or for them drugs to get that good feeling again? Y'all understand what I'm saying? See, there's a difference in self-love and self-sabotage. Sometimes you are over-medicating yourself, right? I might decide, well, honey, I love me. I'm going to make sure every chance I get, honey, I'm going to come stepping out with the right shoes on, the right outfit. I'm going to be good to head from head to toe because, honey, I love me. Well, baby, I want you to love yourself enough that you care more about making sure your bills are paid than you do them red bottoms that you just had to get to show yourself you love yourself. Are you with me? See, that ain't self-love. When you got a shop addiction, but you come out, oh, I just care about how I look, honey. I want to look good when I step out. No, baby, you want to get a feeling that really comes from something you're lacking on the inside, but you're thinking that this is showing yourself love because my appearance is together from head to toe. People look good from head to toe every day and can't stand themselves. You know how you know? Because you, know? you can tell by how you treat other folk how you feel about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. They say you can't love nobody until you know how to love yourself. You can't be good to nobody if you ain't good to yourself. How about that? So, so procrastination. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep in a little bit today. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to be good to my body and give my body some rest. Well, that's okay every now and then. I'm going to love myself enough to rest. But what happens when it gets to a point that every time you got to meet a deadline, you're resting? Every time you got to get something accomplished, you're resting. Every time it's your turn to bring whatever to the potluck, child, you're resting. See, that's the difference in loving yourself and taking care and getting sleep and straight up procrastinating. That's self-sabotaging. Anything that can deter you or back you up from the goal you're trying to meet or where you're trying to go, comfort eating is one of them. You know, you out here going to different places and different restaurants, I just want to try something new with my friends and show myself a little love. Go get me a cocktail and something to eat. Sometimes, baby, you just don't want to get off in that kitchen and you're sabotaging your health. You know the doctor done told you you had diabetes and you won't quit eating them ding-dongs and them ho-hos. What's wrong with you? That's self-sabotage. That's not showing yourself self-love. We got to understand. So what I want to what I want to get off into tonight, I want to give you, and how much time we got left so I don't run over? We got, oh, we got good time. I want to give you, again, we're sticking with the number five today. I want to give you five ways that you can make sure you're not slipping into that self-sabotage realm versus the self-love. 
because it's so easy to do and you got to make sure that you don't. Let me tell you what the first step is. You know what the first step is? Identifying the problem. Nine times out of ten, baby, it's you. I just imagine crickets. I wish we had a button where Winfrey could press it and it went, you know, the little cricket sound. Who got that? Kels, you got a cricket sound over there? (laughs) You know, folks very rarely will amen you when you tell them they're the problem. (laughs) Think about that in church on Sunday, y'all. We amen everything as long as it applies to our neighbor. But with that scripture that applies to us, some of y'all get going to get to your phone to start looking on Facebook and tunes out. That's true. That's true. That's true. You're preaching. That ain't my scripture. Amen, Mother Maybelline. Sometimes you got to identify that the problem is why oh you sugar. <laughs> That's the first thing. You got to understand the difference in loving yourself. Sometimes y'all we will indulge ourselves in mess. You haven't had that feeling like, why am I indulging myself in this mess? And that mess mm-hmm. could be multiple things. That mess could be other people. It could be a dramatic situation. It could be whatever that mess is to you. But sometimes we get involved in mess, and, we, and, we, and we're justifying it, and we don't want it to say, you know what, I need to clean that area up in my life. So if you want to know how to self-love yourself and not sabotage, first thing you got to do is identify the problem. The problem is within yourself. Go on ahead and admit it to yourself. You know, I say that I love me, but guess what? I must not love me like I think that I do, because if I loved me like I did, I would take better care of myself. Would I not? If I love me like I say I do, I would be honest enough with myself to say when my behavior is not on the right page or when I'm self-sabotaging, right? Now, once I've identified that problem, the next thing I got to do it has some self-belief. Some of y'all can't get ahead because you're always talking your thing down. You mentally beat yourself down before you can get to the step of growth. And part of the reason why you can't believe in yourself is because you're looking for other people to make you feel good about yourself. You want them to believe in you before you believe in yourself. Can't nobody pull for you better than you pull for yourself now. And that's the bottom line. So if I want to not sabotage myself, I got to believe that I'm worth loving. I got to believe that self-love is okay, but self-indulgence in mess is not. Self-indulgence in mess. Now, I ain't got to call out a whole bunch of examples, but for those of y'all watching, y'all know the things that we justify doing that we know that aren't healthy or any good for us. And yet we continue to do it over and over and over again, expecting different results. But we swear we're living our best lives and we really love ourselves. Do you really? I'm asking Mother Maybelline and I'm asking you. So once I've identified the problem, i got to believe in myself that I can fix that thing. i got to believe in myself that even though there's some holes, some torn up parts, some, some issues in there, i got to still believe in myself, okay, because none of us are perfect and none of us are going to reach that place of perfection. You know what they say, if you reach perfection, you're probably going to be gone from here. Still trying to learn on your very last day. Believe in yourself. How can I believe in myself, Mother Maybelline? Speak positive affirmation. Speak the word. I Don't say what you're going to do. Say what you are doing. You know, people look in the mirror, I'm going to be whole. Don't say I'm going to be whole. Look in the mirror and say I am whole. I am healthy. I am healing. I am a business owner. I am a ballerina. Whatever you want to be, an astronaut, I don't care. Just believe in yourself. 
when you say it. Now, the third step is you got to stay focused on being focused. Come on, somebody. Stay focused on being focused. Just like when I came on here and I read that comment, it threw me off. Had I stayed focused <laughs> on what I'm talking about, self-love versus sabotage, that little comment wouldn't have thrown me off. But what we often do is we are focused for that moment, or if you got somebody around you pumping you up, but we lose focus on what it is that we're working on. So if I know that this thing is supposedly I love myself and that's why I'm doing it, really I'm overindulging in mess. I'm covering up with the fact that I need to clean some stuff up. I'm overindulging in some things and masking it in self-love, and I'm really sabotaging myself. i got to stay focused on that thing. How do I do that, Mother Maybelline? That means when I see that thing, whatever that thing is now, I know what Mother, Mother Maybelline thing is. Y'all know what your thing is. I can't call it for you. Call out that thing. Type it in, say it in your mind, write it down, whatever. But whenever that thing starts to resurface, and you want to self-medicate it with supposed self-love. It ain't really self-love. You want to indulge in the mess. You got to stay focused on, you know what, I see that habit coming again. I see that trigger. And I'm going to wrap up, y'all, because I know, I know we got to, get ready, got to get ready to move on. Give me one more minute to knock this out. You got to focus on that thing when you're recognized and you see it coming. Let me, get, let me pull this thing together right here. The next thing, two more steps. The fourth thing you got to do to make sure you're not self-sabotaging yourself, change your perception. Change your perception. They done said for a thousand years you can see a glass half empty or half full. When you're going to start to see the glass full, though? Now, we done known that for a thousand years, and half of y'all still seeing the cup half empty. Some of y'all can see a cup full of water and you act like it's dry. Change your perception. Everything may not be what it seems. Everything is not what you think it is. Every ideal doesn't have to line up with what you think is correct for it to be correct. It just means that it's different. So you self-sabotage yourself. When you say you love yourself, sometimes we disconnect ourselves from people and things that can help us to grow because we think we have different perceptions of them, so we want to cut it out. I ain't going to be in that organization. They ain't standing for what I believe in. I'm going to cut off this friendship because he ain't talking or she ain't talking to talk that I want to talk. But guess what? If you change your perception, if you really love yourself, you don't want to just be around people that think like you. You want to be around diverse thinking so that you can grow, so that you can learn from others. So often we say that we appreciate differences in people when the truth is you really want everybody to be just like you. Change your perception. And the last step I got so I can get on out of here and y'all can wrap up. Never say never. Now, that sounds crazy, don't it? But never say never. I ain't never doing that. I ain't never going back. Never say never. Let me tell you why. When you start using the word never, you're putting limits on things. You're limiting yourself. I ain't never going to be able to. I'm not going to never do. You don't know what you might do. Keep on living. You might be surprised to find out. So I'm telling y'all, be very, very careful. Love yourself. Don't give up on that love, but be very careful that in loving yourself, you're not allowing yourself to indulge in mess, because I promise you, you will self-sabotage yourself. You will throw yourself off track. You ain't going to be no good to nobody else if you ain't no good to yourself. That's all I got, y'all. I had to shut it down. Y'all only got a few minutes left, but I love y'all and appreciate y'all for having me as usual. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <Love you. laughs> 
I'm going to tell y'all the truth now. I'm, I'm getting old, y'all. I thought my time was 9.55. I ain't going to lie. 9.52 something. No, girl, you was done two minutes ago. Talk <laughs> 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 to my manager. We'll fix my contract. Yeah. <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all have a good night, sugar. We're going to sign off here. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mother. Let's go ahead and uh we got four minutes left. Kels, go ahead. Actually three minutes. Um, yeah. This show tonight as always. We did have some kind of issues, but had a good time. Um happy tax season to everyone. <laughs> Be productive. Right. Anything coming up with Curvy Kid? Um, actually, I think I ha- I do. I will be vending this weekend at the Eastern Star and Masonic Conference um, here in Oklahoma City. Um, so, yeah, be looking for that on my page. And the sale is still going on, on the 50% off for Valentine's Day. So that's all for Curvy Kid. Oh, the new shirt, Curvy and Kill. I'm wearing it on my live. <laughs> That's cute. It looks so comfy. It looks like soft. I need that. You want it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I'm next, and I know I'm gonna rush through this because we got time. I encourage you all to go to elegancebydesign.com and get your goodies. Eight ounce sexy shea butter is now on sale for uh, throwback pricing of thirteen dollars, and the cocoa mango twist and go cream is also on sale for thirteen dollars through Valentine's Day. Ha! I got it right, first try. <laughs> 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 yeah. On the, I'm good under pressure, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, anything else? You good? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> quit right. while I'm ahead tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank everybody. I want to say thanks to everybody for who tuned in on our live or uh, who listened online or uh, in the studio. We appreciate you. Uh, as always, thank you for your comments and continued support. Do me a favor. If y'all could do me one favor, I'd appreciate it. If y'all, I really would love if you all could just share this show with one person this week. Um, if you found, especially if you found anything helpful or beneficial or something that would be a good conversation starter. Um, so if you can you know, either share the live, share the link, whatever, um, but share the show. If you could do that with one person, we would definitely appreciate it. Um, tomorrow, back with the word on Wednesday, I'm beginning at 7 o'clock, um, and he's still in his series on uh, Corinthians, so you want to tune in for that. Also, uh, if you want to register for the, you can still register for the Level Up Conference, which is August 9th, 10th, and 11th uh, in Chicago. Um, we are going to teach you how to level up uh, in the areas of faith, family, and finance. I mean, we'll have a little bit of fun, too. So you definitely want to uh, check out. Our website address is www.levelupchicago.com. Um, last but definitely not least, we are always looking for new music. So if you are indie artist, uh, any genre is welcome. Send us your music to Global Drive Radio at gmail.com and we will um, get you played on the radio. Uh, Carol Q, I appreciate you uh, for rolling with me as usual. And um, yeah, I hope everybody remembers listen, whether you are single or whether you are married 
whether you go to public school, send your kids to public school or private school, there is value in you and in your life, and we want you uh, to be the best you that you can. So continue to love yourself, continue to uh, strive to be your best self, and then continue to love around you as you do uh, love yourself even better. So y'all have a good rest of your week. Talk to y'all later. We'll see y'all next Tuesday on next week's Super Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night.